Averting death. To most people, death remains a hidden secret, as eroticized as it is feared. We are irresistibly attracted by the very anxieties we find most terrifying. We are drawn to them by a primitive excitement that arises from flirtation with danger. Moths and flames, mankind and death, there's little difference. Shoe and Newland, how we die. No dying person who loves life would choose death given the opportunity to live longer, would they? The cultural answer to this in the West is a resounding no. So, our desire for more life, even at the end of life, has driven us to make a multitude of ways to avert death in our effort to preserve our love of living. The result is that people with terminal conditions can call on a growing array of interventions aimed at killing disease or at the very least adding to their numbered days. Surgery, radiotherapy, organ and stem cell transplants, chemotherapy, blood thinning and cholesterol-lowering drugs are among dozens of therapies that promise cure, remission or more time among the living. Do they work? In the world of evidence-based medicine, researchers answer this question by doing clinical trials to study the effects of therapy in one group of people and comparing its effects to non-treatment or a different treatment in a second equivalent group of people. In an ideal research setting, patients with a terminal condition like late-stage lung cancer are randomly assigned to either treatment or non-treatment groups. Distributing or randomising patients this way helps the quality and robustness of research findings by equally distributing all known and unknown factors that could affect the outcome of the study. In studies of people with terminal conditions, researchers often follow patients' progress to the point of death, usually by comparing average survival periods of each patient group, as well as any side effects of treatment. But here's the thing. Some people, when faced with terminal disease, choose palliative or hospice care instead of seeking a cure or more time. The purpose of palliative care is to accommodate people's physical, social, spiritual and emotional needs for any health issue, not just terminal diseases. For those with a terminal condition, palliation's goal is neither to prolong life nor hasten death, but to maximise people's quality of life as they move towards death. But there's a widespread belief in the community, and among some healthcare providers, that palliation hastens death because patients forego curative treatment and often have access to high-dose opioids and sedatives. Yet there's increasing evidence that having early access to palliative care improves people's mental and emotional health, as well as their survival time, with or without access to curative treatments. In 2007, researchers at the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organisation in Virginia published a groundbreaking study revealing that hospice-based palliative care improves average survival time compared to curative medicine. Stephen Connor and colleagues reported that average survival time among terminally ill patients was 29 days longer in palliative care hospice patients compared to non-hospice patients who received curative care in hospital. 
His team made this finding by analysing the survival of nearly 4,500 patients in six disease groups from a Medicare beneficiary population. The study was a retrospective cohort study, not a randomised control group design. That is, the researchers looked back in time by analysing medical and death records of patients who had died of the disease after choosing one of two options, palliation or curative medicine. One group of individuals chose a full array of curative medical care, while the other group chose hospice-based palliative care aimed at relieving their symptoms and optimising their quality of life rather than curing their disease. Average survival was significantly longer in the palliative care patients with congestive heart failure, with lung cancer and pancreatic cancer, and marginally significant for colon cancer. On average, palliative patients with pancreatic cancer gained an extra three weeks of life, those with lung cancer an extra six weeks, and those with congestive heart failure got an extra three months of life. There was no difference in average survival between the palliative care group and the curative care group who had either breast or prostate cancer. The irony here is that less is more. People who accepted dying and chose palliative care in a hospice instead of curative treatment lived longer than those who pursued life-extending therapies. Three years later, researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston in the USA made another finding that affirmed the power of palliative care to boost survival time in terminal patients. Jennifer Temmel and colleagues randomly assigned patients with newly diagnosed metastatic lung cancer to a regimen of either early palliative care integrated with curative oncology care or oncology care alone. Patients who had palliation together with oncology treatment could also discuss their goals and priorities in the event that their prognosis worsened. The result? Patients who had palliative and oncology care lived 25% longer, that is two months, than those who had oncology care alone. They also stopped chemotherapy sooner, entered hospice earlier, and experienced better mood and higher quality of life before they died. What's also interesting is that significantly more palliative patients had their resuscitation preferences noted in their medical records compared to people who had standard oncology care. Many experts recommend this as a wise choice. People who record their resuscitation preferences ensure clarity and respect for their wishes at the end of life. What's more, it spares their next of kin the burden of making life-ending decisions in the fog and confusion that can accompany a loved one's final days and moments. So how to explain these findings? Well, Jennifer Temmel and her team have suggested that the better mood and life quality among patients who had early access to palliative care might have extended their lives. They've also ventured that better quality of life aided the administration of anti-cancer therapy and that early access to palliative care might have contributed to better management of patients' symptoms. It should be said that these findings aren't conclusive and anyone faced with end-of-life healthcare choices should discuss their options with their health carers, their confidants and their family. 
but they're part of a growing body of evidence indicating that early access to palliative care might improve people's mental and emotional health, as well as their survival time, with or without access to curative treatments.